Purgatory, written by FTR Warren, starring Sandy Jack, Lewis Alcock, Marin Elizabeth, Jacob Harwood, Charlotte Cottrell, and Louisa Guerrero. Guest starring Richard Hodder as the headmaster, Mary Tillette as Imogen's mum, and Garant Picard as Jeremy. Episode 8. It only takes three days. Here you are, Emmy. Tea and toast in bed. Just like the good old days. <sighs> I should just shake this off and go to work. Fuck no. We've been here before. You need time and space and quiet and vodka when you have these episodes. <laughs> I just feel so stupid. I'm not 15 anymore. It's just that... That fucking word. Every time I hear it, I go back to being a lost teenager stuck in a fog of our own misery. I'm stronger now. Emmy, for once, stop being a girl boss and let me take care of you. Sam, not for nothing, but we're not going to spend all day in bed watching your early stand-up videos. <laughs> oh, it was worth a shot. You've not told anybody about this, have you? Of course not. If I did, it wouldn't make me the centre of attention. And nobody wants that. <laughs> <laughs> Twat. <laughs> I see you've got out your diary again. Yeah, I've been looking. I miss young Imogen. She was a badass. <laughs> I do not miss young Sam. Oh, come on. You were there for my first episode, two diagnosis, two medication, without asking for anything in return. Contrary to popular belief, young Samuel was pretty goddamn supportive. Dear Diary, today felt like the longest day ever. Morning, Mum. Imi, you're not even dressed yet. Mum, I just need a couple more days. Well, there's someone at the front door who thinks otherwise. Emmy, for fuck's sake, come inside. Emmy! <laughs> Sam, what on earth are you doing here? Come on, get dressed. We're going to school. Oh, I can't believe I just said these words. Oh, I'm not going, Sam. Emmy, I'm going to stand here and sing Barry Manilow songs until you come out. Oh, no, Sam, no. I just want to read a couple of books and wait for this bollocks to blow over. Emmy, there's two of us in this. Regardless of what Peter or anyone says, there's someone who's right there with you. So either you cower in your bedroom or you come out and you be the badass that... I'm kind of falling for it. What? I love you. You moron. I might love you too. Come on. Fine, fine. Like, give me a couple of minutes. Morning, Mr... Uh, Jeremy Mr. is fine. When I'm old and decrepit in a wheelbarrow, you can start calling me Mr... <laughs> But thank you for letting me stay. I've done all the washing up and I've organised your fridge. I can do the hoovering if you want. I... Uh, Sinead, you don't need to do any of that. I need to earn my keep. Father always says that you must work for everything. <laughs> Not when you're 14. You should be out huffing glue in a car park or, or drinking white lightning in a playground. Good morning, Dad. Morning, Sebby. 
Look, I know this may not be the best situation for you two, but uh, Sinead, there was no way I was going to let you go back to your mum and dad when they were behaving that way. Thank you. I was scared to go back myself. Understandably. Hmm. Sebi, you ready to walk to school? Uh, yeah. Have you heard from your mum and dad at all? Yes. They're going to the police to say that I've been kidnapped. Sounds about right. It's weird. Like, Mark and Jeremy have been so kind. They've basically given me sanctuary and taken care of me and don't ask for anything in return. And my mom and dad still think the same things they think about them. I, I don't know why. Christians are supposed to be kind and caring, and we're not supposed to judge. We leave that up to the Lord. What they're doing at the moment really doesn't feel that... Uh, Christian? Well, yeah. Hey, it, it's not weird, is it? What? Well, you know, me living with you. <laughs> well, it's certainly an escalation that we both didn't see coming, but it's nice. I, is it nice for you? Yeah. Sorry about leaving so early. I don't like being late for school. I never knew what happened at 6am. Now I do. <laughs> hey, have you heard from Peter? Yeah. Have you heard from Imogen? To be honest, I've not really spoken to her. After we saw her and Sam coming out of Peter's bedroom adjusting their clothes in a rather a hurry, uh, not saying much, I... Peter said they were having sex. What? Yeah. But they're not married. <laughs> and they're still children. Uh, I don't know. They obviously like each other. Maybe they could have picked a better time and location. But sex should be in the confines of a marriage between... A man <laughs> and a woman? No. No, your dads are married and... Uh... I mean, I would never have sex until I had a husband. Oh. Oh, come on, Sebi. You could have figured that one out. I hadn't really thought about it. What were you thinking? Dunno. I guess if it ever happens to me, I'd want to be with someone I could trust because uh, I'm sure the whole experience is um, really embarrassing. But we wouldn't need to be married. But it's a sin. Don't you think? Think what? (laughs) I I don't know. Let's... Say you do marry someone, and then, um, they're terrible at it. We'd be in love, so it wouldn't matter. I mean, I'm not speaking from experience here, but I'm sure the stuff you learn on the way... Sebi, you know that we're not, unless we're... uh, Can I just put the brakes on for a second? Huh? We've only been official for a couple of days now, and, um... We're living with each other and talking about... We don't have to, just yet, is what I'm saying. Sebi, it's not going to change. I'm not going to change my faith and my beliefs overnight. I'm not saying you would, and um, I'm not asking you to. But surely we can talk about something else. Oh, there's Imogen. Do you want to speak to her? No, I don't think we should. Plus, she's with his... Ugh, Sam. Sam? They're all staring. Why are they staring? I mean, they usually stare a little bit, but not this much. About that... Sam? I was going to tell you when we got in, because if I told you when we were in the house, you would have never left it. What's going on, Sam? Everyone thinks we've had sex. What the... Did you actually tell everyone? Me? Nothing. Believe me, if we'd actually bonked, I'd be the first to brag about it to literally everyone in a 20-mile radius. 
I mean, I saw Fred. But we have him. Peter. Yep. Sam, I... I can't. I, ca I can't. Emmy, hold on. I've got a plan. We do nothing. Sam, literally every plan you make is to do nothing. Nah, nah, nah. Hear me out. If you go home, they've won. Peter's won. He gets all the attention and sympathy and you get to be alone and miserable. So... We just go about our day as usual. Oh, it's easy for you to say, Sam. You'll just get high-fived or whatever knobhead sporty people do. What about me? Apparently, you've been lucky enough to sleep with me. You'll get double the high-fives. <laughs> oh, now's not the time for joking, Sam. It'll be fine. Just do today. That's all I ask. Well, I have got the disco committee thing, anyways. And I am in charge of it. The elephants in Africa thing. <laughs> no, the orphans in Bulgaria. Oh, it's taken so long to get Mr Thompson to not pocket the profits and actually donate them to charity. I should have just gone home, diary. Because what I did afterwards, I'm not particularly proud of. I saw Sinead. Did you just see that? See you what? Sinead just spotted me and walked away. What the fuck ever for? Doesn't take a genius to figure out why the nutjob Christian is angry at the lusty teenager. Fucking really? No, 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 no. Fuck acting natural. I'm going over. I shouldn't have gone over. I was angry. My emotions were doing the talking. And what followed was not pretty. Sinead? Why did you just blank me and walk away? I... Um, when... You can't I, um and err uh, your way out of this one, Sinead. You saw me, took a second and went off. Well, is it, is it true? Is what true? Did you have sex with Sam? Does it matter? How does me sleeping with anyone affect our friendship? Unless it's me sleeping with you. So it is true. What if it is? At this point in time, the only person who's being supportive and giving me the fucking time of day is but Sam. But Imogen, you're only 15. It isn't even legal yet. Plus, you could be pregnant. This is what happens when Sinead, you... Sinead, if the next sentence out of your mouth is anything but Imogen, I stand by you and support you, then this friendship is fucking over. I can't believe it. You actually slept with Sam. Fuck this. Bye forever. And then it got worse. Imogen, thank you for coming in. Am I in trouble, Headmaster? Not really. Some of the parents are concerned about the fact our charity school disco is being run by someone who uh, engages in rather lewd behaviours. What? We don't think having someone like yourself chairing the school disco committee, which, by the way, has the school's public image attached to it, when you are actively participating in... Well, you know. There's a risk of those sort of acts happening at the disco itself, and that can't happen at a school as prestigious as St Francis's. We have a reputation to uphold, after all. So, I'm formally removing you from the committee. Do I get a say in this? You've already done enough, haven't you, Imogen? Headmaster... Do you know what irony is? What point are you trying to make, Imogen? Well, for someone who has had multiple affairs with both teachers and parents in this very school is still allowed to be in charge of it, whilst I 
A child who may or may not have had an intimate relationship with someone she loves and trusts is not allowed to run a school disco. Imogen, if you continue with that tone, young lady, then there will be disciplinary action. Consider this a warning. Now, I demand an apology this instant. How about get fucked, Simon? You're back early. The school rang. Apparently, my level-headed diplomat of a daughter has just told the headmaster to get fucked. Is that right? Oh, God, I wanted to tell him that for years. How did it feel? (laughs) Pretty good. (laughs) Okay, now I actually have to bollock you. Imogen, you can't do that. You'll leave this school and become a very successful woman in whatever field you want. You won't be if you keep on telling authority figures to get fucked. They aren't going to go away anytime soon. What happened? Peter started an awful rumour that Sam and I had... had sex that night. Did you? No! Did you tell everyone you didn't? Why is that my responsibility? It shouldn't be, dearest. But sadly, in the world we live in, it is. The sad truth is that whilst the patriarchy is still about, women like us can be objectified in every which way possible. But if we act on our sexual desires, then... Mum! Gross! What's going on? And more importantly, why haven't you talked to me about it? If you do decide to have sex with Sam, that's a big decision and a big leap, and it's worth talking it through beforehand. Long story short, Mum, Peter has been obsessed with me for the past couple of months, and... Out of all the people, I fell for Sam. I can see that. On the odd occasion I've seen you and Sam, he makes you light up in a way I've never seen before. We kept it a secret because, well, Peter. And then we went to his birthday party and one thing led to another and, well... Peter walked in on Sam and I, just kissing, and he called me a whore. What? Why didn't you tell me this? Mum, you're a gender equalities lawyer. I can't have you fighting all my battles. Imi, I don't fight any of them. I raised a daughter who could handle herself. But I think now's the time to tag me in. Let's go and pay your headmaster a little visit. Oh, Imogen, if you just told me you hadn't participated in any raucous activities, then you would still have your place on the committee. So now every morning I'm supposed to check in and say... Hi, Mr. Thompson. Didn't bang anyone today. Tone Imogen. Don't worry. We're about to destroy him. Mr. Thompson, I assume that you removed Imogen from the committee because you had to be fair and equal. You didn't want to give her any special treatment. You're very much correct there. It is my job to think of the many rather than just the few. So why isn't Sam in trouble? Excuse me? Because with all the trouble that Imogen's in, you would think that Sam would be in this office as well. Well, that's an entirely different matter. Young men aren't in control of their impulses, and and when they are tempted by women being unladylike, well, they... uh, but, But that's not the case now, is it? Imogen's admitted that she is still virginal and her reputation is therefore not solid. Did I forget to mention that I've recorded this whole conversation? What? Well, with being an equal rights lawyer, I always carry around a dictaphone for notes and such, and I appear to have left it on. What are you getting at? Imogen is back on the committee, and what she said earlier is put down to being under rather immense stress. Mum, I don't care if I'm running it. I've already done all the work. 
as long as the profits go to charity. Ah, about that. Uh, following our last little chat, I seem to have mislaid the paperwork for the uh, labourers in Argentina. The orphanage in Bulgaria. So I'll, I'll just hang on to the money until we find it. Mum, he can't do it. Mr Thompson... Usually taking on men such as yourself in court is a challenge that requires a lot of prep work and extensive research. However, because you are as dense as you are bigoted, it's so much easier for me to do my job. So that makes my life a whole lot easier and I thank you for that. Every newspaper and broadcast service will get a copy of this recording of you, firstly defaming my daughter's character and then openly admitting to pocketing charitable funds unless you can magically find the paperwork in the next 30 seconds. What she said. Hi, Alexia. I've made you a brew. Peter. Have you spent your entire lunch break alone in the staff room waiting for me? Only a little bit. For the last time, Peter. Whilst I can't stand to look at you, I'm still a professional. So if you have any work matters to discuss, fine, discuss them. Anything else? No. Oh, but Alexia, I've... Uh... You haven't, Peter? It's been a week. There's something magical has happened to me and I want to share. It doesn't matter. If it's not about work, and I'm certain it isn't, I'm not interested. I can't trust you. And that isn't going to change. Not overnight. Not tomorrow. Not next week. Not next month. Probably not next year. I've signed myself up to chaperone the school disco. For fuck's sake, Peter. I have to do that. I'm new here. I thought it'd be nice for... No. Peter. Undo what you did immediately. Alexia. Get this into your skull. I don't trust you, so I can't be friends with you. Fuck this. I'll have my lunch in the car. At least that has locks. Alexia, is everything all right? I need to get completely rat-arsed and deck a stranger. You up for it? (laughs) Well, there's a couple of bottles of wine left from the uni's last charity mixer. You can assault Sam when he picks in. (laughs) Can I come in? (laughs) Of course you can, mate. So, what's up? Peter is doing my nutting. All I asked was for some space. And what does he do? He waits in the staff room on his own for the whole lunch break until I come in so that he could tell me he's weaseled himself into something I can't get out of so he could spend time with me. In the nicest way possible, Imogen. I'm starting to feel like you. That sounds about right. I don't know what to do. Do I just pretend to forgive him for an easy life? Definitely not. Alexia... I want to tell you something, but you have to promise me that you won't ah or pity me or give me any amount of sympathy. I've got depression. I've had it ever since I was a teen. And what happened last week has made it get worse again. Why didn't you tell me sooner? Admitting weaknesses is something that doesn't really come to me that easily. I don't have problems, I solve problems. I remember going to a school disco not so dissimilar to the one you'll be chaperoning. Peter never told me about any school disco. Well, he wouldn't, would he? Wait, I remember him saying something about having the best night of his life. (laughs) Yeah, he did. At my expense. You see, this is where I get a little confused. I'm paranoid. Because all of my knowledge of St. Francis's and you guys and what happened has only ever come from Peter. Well, 
allow me to clarify. Peter's lie destroyed everything that I held dear. The book club that was my sanctuary had expelled me. The charity committee that I put all of my free time into wouldn't even make eye contact with me. The disco was still coming up and Mum and Sam told me to go. They told me to hold my head up high and not to pander to the looks or to the judgement. I'd stopped using my phone by then because every time I turned it on, I received a barrage of texts from numbers I didn't recognise, calling me everything under the sun. I was called a whore, a homewrecker, a slut. Oh, I also had messages from the boys in the year above asking me if I would participate in a variety of more and more graphic activities that I didn't want to read or think about. In spite of all that, I still went. What happened when you got there? Well, there was no escape. No matter how small I made myself, the eyes and the comments were still on me. <laughs> it's funny. I talk about all of this when I do my consent lecture to all the first-year students at university. The talk is compulsory, and as a result of me doing it, we've had about 75% drop in harassment and assaults. Even though I know that my past experiences has stopped hundreds of young women from receiving the same treatment, it, it doesn't ever replace the feeling that I had on that night. After about ten minutes of being there, I just ran as fast as I could. Where was Sam in all this? You know what? He was right there beside me. Including when I ran. He ran with me. Emmy, for fuck's sake, there is no one else around now. Can we please stop running? Sam, I can't breathe. I'm suffocating. I, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Uh, Emmy. Uh, Emmy, look at me. Breathe when I breathe. In. Out. In. Out. See? You can. You're in control. If you never set foot back in that school, I'll still love you. If you swear off sex for life and become a nun, I'll still love you. If you want to do it right now on this pavement, I'll still love you. Whatever you want to do, I'm happy with. I'm going to say something really pathetic. <laughs> Go on. Can you just hold me for a bit? Why doesn't Sam act like that when we're around? <laughs> Blah, blah, mother issues. <laughs> Fair enough. The whole thing, from Peter walking in on Sam and I to the school disco, was only three days. Something that still gets to me now just took three days. The only time I'll ever forgive Peter is when you do. Not a moment sooner or a moment later. Alexia... That's going to be a while, mate. It doesn't matter. Now, let's get royally fucked. Dear Diary, February the 10th. A 
Apparently, it only takes three days for your life to be completely obliterated. My stupid therapist told me to write this stupid journal because apparently writing about my stupid life will help stupid me apparently get stupidly better. It's now been five days since I went to school. Sam's been bringing me notes and, well, (laughs) Sam's equivalent of notes, which were new and creative ways of calling the teacher ugly. Miss Joy rang my parents again, asking if she could speak to me. I said no. But it's not like there is anything wrong with me. It's just that I don't want to be anywhere near that school. Where? And diary, I will never write his name here. But we know who he is. Isn't it enough to just show up? Work hard, get good grades, do other shit and go home. And now none of that is possible. I've been called slut, whore, home wrecker. And Sam and I haven't even talked about sex, let alone had it. Apparently you don't need to have sex to be called a whore. You just need him. <laughs>